With the onset of the financial crisis and the Great Recession, a lot of people have been re-examining our monetary system. There is a lot of criticism of the Federal Reserve's role in particular. A lot of people feel that the Federal Reserve printed too much fiat money and they have too much discretion over the monetary system. They prefer a return to something like the gold standard of the 19th century. At the same time, most economists, including myself, are somewhat skeptical of the gold standard for reasons having to do with the Great Depression. So Larry, why has gold gotten a bad rap? It's gotten a bad rap because people think the Great Depression was the result of the gold standard, whereas in fact it's the result of central bank mismanagement of a system that was partly gold standard, partly central bank discretion in the interwar period. If you go back to the classical gold standard, before there were central banks in the U.S. and Canada and other countries, or the central banks that existed were more playing by the rules of the game, you don't have an event like the Great Depression. The classical gold standard was characterized by periods of mild inflation followed by periods of mild deflation and really a pretty steady price level over the long horizon. Let's take that example. So I, I agree there was government meddling during that period, but fundamentally the problem in the Great Depression was a big global increase in the demand for gold. Why is that bad? Because under gold standard, the nominal price of gold is fixed. So when there's more demand for gold, its real value can only rise by the price of everything else falling. And when you have a lot of deflation, you tend to get high unemployment. Even if that was a mishandled gold standard, the thing I worry about is if we return to the gold standard, there could be some global shock that creates a big increase in demand for gold, such as a boom in Asia, and that could be deflationary for the world economy. Well, as you know, the big increase in the demand for gold during the Great Depression came from central banks. It didn't come from the private economy. And if we go to the historical record and ask how big were demand shocks for gold under the classical gold standard, they weren't that big. The biggest example I know of was Germany decides to join the gold standard, so they're buying a lot of gold in order to make gold coins. And it has a very minor effect. Uh, one that's easily accommodated, doesn't cause any Great Depression. Just as there was sort of a good and bad period for the gold standard, you could say under fiat money there was kind of a bad period that was the 60s through the early 80s with really high inflation. But then central banks switched to targeting inflation and, and basically inflation's been pretty close to 2% in recent years. So much of the pressure to return to the gold standard is to prevent this really high inflation. It's, it's an anchor for the price level. But couldn't you say that we've sort of solved the problem of high inflation with our more recent fiat money system and that takes the pressure off returning to the gold standard? So the case for a gold standard is not just that the average inflation rate would be lower, it's also that the price level would be more predictable. right? Because there's commitment and because there's a equilibrating mechanism in the gold mining industry to bring the price level back to a predictable path, uh, you find errors in predicting the future price level, this is kind of a subtle point, were smaller under the gold standard. You could rely on where the price level was going to be 10, 20, 30 years from now, whereas today there's a huge amount of drift. Admitted. So if you look at financial markets, you found 50-year bonds being issued under the gold standard. You found 100-year bonds being issued. The British government refinanced its debt with perpetual bonds. There is no market for 100-year bonds, perpetual bonds nowadays, because nobody knows what the dollar is going to be worth when it's paid back 50 years from now. So having that kind of a credible anchor makes the financial system deeper. And it's hard to quantify how big a benefit that is, 
but it means more long-term planning, more long-term investment by lowering the cost of making those kind of commitments with nominal contracts. I guess in the end, I feel that even a well-run gold standard, which I think did a good job for people in the 19th century overall, falls short of a well-run fiat money system. So I, I really think that the, the argument that I think... Have we had a well-run fiat money system that you can point to? I think that uh, it was pretty well run from the mid-80s to the mid-2000, about 20-year period. Uh, admittedly, that's a fairly short period. But in terms of inflation alone, I think the monetary system has been pretty well run since the mid-80s. Now, the Great Recession is sort of a black mark on the Federal Reserve, in my view, but not because inflation got out of control. Rather, I think they had the wrong target. They should have been targeting nominal GDP rather than inflation. So I see this as a process of gradually learning. We did very poorly in the 70s. We adopted an inflation target that did much better in the 80s and 90s. And the next iteration will be even improving on that to avoid the sorts of mistakes we made in the Great Recession. So I think there is a trajectory here where we are hopefully learning from our mistakes. And uh, going back to gold, I don't think is any sort of a shortcut to getting to the right system. If we can't really get fiat money right, I don't trust the government to run the gold standard in the correct way. So we need to pull back a little and distinguish different kinds of fiat systems and different kinds of gold standard systems. If you have a monetary policy rule fastened on a central bank, and you're asking why can't that work just as well as a gold standard, uh, you still have a central bank. You still have the camel's nose under the tent. And the central bank is going to do, experience tells us, everything it can do to loosen the constraints on itself. This is a point Milton Friedman made in a lecture back in the 80s. Uh, it's not in their interest to just be the Bureau of Weights and Measures and to just follow some routine. They really think that they can improve matters by timely intervention, and they're always going to be looking for ways to do that. The genius of the gold standard is that it doesn't require a central bank. So you're right, fastening a gold standard on a central bank is just one rule among many we could fasten on a central bank. But you can have a gold standard without a central bank. You can have a gold standard with free banking, meaning you decentralize the issue of money. And then there's nobody who's in a position to intervene. There's nobody in a position to make the huge kind of mistakes that central banks make, either overexpanding or overcontracting the supply of money. You have a more self-correcting system where you've diversified the risks of money supply errors. Here's my concern. I think that if you sort of postulated the sort of political commitment that we would need to not only go back to the gold standard, but to do it right, if we really had that much willpower in our political system, we could also do fiat money right. Fiat money has some advantages that gold doesn't have, the ability to um, offset changes in demand for money more flexibly. On the question of velocity shocks, if you have a free banking system, an increase in the demand to hold money is something that banks will be happy to satisfy. It's in their profit motive interest to issue more claims on gold when people want to hold more money. And so that problem solves itself. You don't have to rely on a central bank being alert to what's happening to velocity, as the Fed was not. Think of the challenge of setting that up. I think you'll agree that to really make a gold standard work, you need international cooperation because if only one country adopts a gold standard, its exchange rate will move up and down with the price of gold. Having an international conference as a way of getting back to a gold standard is you know, far off in the future because the political will is certainly not there now. 
that's one way to do it. Another way to do it is have a large country like the United States or the Eurozone decide that that's what they want to do and then trying to persuade the other major central banks, the ECB, the Bank of Japan, that would be enough, just those three central banks. But my concern is not so much with the transition path, but with people understanding how well the gold standard worked and how it provides at least a benchmark for what we should expect from the Federal Reserve System. I agree partly with that in the sense that we should demand a rule in our monetary system. The gold standard was a rule. It perhaps was better than some of the alternatives in the 19th century. But I would say we've learned enough that we can do a fiat money rule better than we can set up a gold standard rule. On a blackboard, we can. Right. But I think also in reality, because you, I don't you, think you, there's a fiat money system that has a track record. Well, it's certainly true that any system, including fiat money system, could be messed up. And it's true that historically, governments can and have occasionally done a poor job in running a fiat money system. More than occasionally. But I, I would say the same about gold. Uh, there's an ideal gold standard, but in our modern world, governments like to intervene, and I worry that they would intervene and, and, and mess up the gold standard as well. So ultimately, I think either system requires a certain amount of government uh, restraint and intelligence. It's a problem for any reform that can be proposed, that if the government's not going to live by the rules, then we've got a problem.